0: Hello, hello everyone and welcome to the third innings. My name is Maxwell Charlesworth and alongside me, as always, is my co-host and good friend Prasuk Jane. So Prasuk, we're pretty sore today, aren't we? Definitely. S- second net session of the year? Yep. Cold, mid-March day, eight degrees, bit of clouds around. Nice sun in the morning though. Yeah.
1: Sun in the morning, yeah, I was looking forward to it and then once we reached there, it was all clouds. Mm. I was, I, then I was hoping it doesn't rain. Mm. Um, got hit by a ball as well.
0: Yeah. How 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 did your session go? How are you feeling for the upcoming season?
1: I, I'm feel, uh, for the upcoming season is is pretty positive with with the fact that we already started a month and a half ago, but for tomorrow and my bo- my body is is very sore. Yeah. <laughs> my body is crying right now. How yeah. about yourself?
0: Ah, oh, you know, same old, same old. A yeah. couple half trackers, yeah. jumping out the way. Good exercise though. Yeah. yeah. It's Main point of cricket
1: is the by Yes, I side bowling with a longer run up today. Ah, oh, that is true, and that's the reason my knees are more sore. Yeah, that's uh, watch out that's all crazy. the batsmen this season. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for all those listeners out there <laughs> in the third division of the Dutch cricket league, <laughs> well, we have a lot of news to get through, so we can't dawdle on our own achievements for too long. There was a pretty cracking T Twenty series going on between India and England, obviously following. That, not so much of a cracker of a test series, but still, good cricket on. 3-2 to India, the final scoreline, just finished, watching the match with you. Can you tell me maybe what was one of your favourite moments from the series?
1: It has to be Sky. It has to be Sky's first ball in international cricket, hitting in, in the sky. Uh, Ramping slash pulling Jofra Archer, 145 kilometres per hour for a six, behind square. That's unreal.
0: Yeah, one of those calypso pulls. Just first ball. Just, if you, do listen, close your eyes and imagine this. Jofra Archer, trundling in, bangs the ball in. Doesn't bang it in, sorry. Gently releases it onto a good length. It pops up to Suryukum Yadav. His reflexes are that quick that he leans back on his uh, back foot, lifts his left foot in the air, and just semi-pull hooks him behind square.
1: Moves a bit to the offside as well. He has enough time to move to the off-stump. And then wait for the ball and then bend a bit and then comfortably pull it. First ball in international cricket. But
0: for someone to have enough time against Joffrey Archer, that's impressive.
1: Yeah. What was your favorite moment for this series?
0: Well, one was an Englishman. It will be Jordan's catch. Well, what will go down is Jason Roy's catch, <laughs> but Jordan's catch on the boundary uh, in this final yeah. T20. Running back with the flight, catches it one handed. One handed running along the rope. He probably could have kept it as his own catch, yeah. but that would have required a very quick shift in direction to the left. Yeah. Instead, he palms it off to Jason Roy, who was standing there, eyes open, hands open, mouth open with laughter. Catches it, has a chuckle, and at that point, Ingle went back in the game.
1: And probably told uh, Jordan, just look at the scorecard, mate. It's my yeah. catch.
0: Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Jug's on you today, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a very... Those are two very good moments. However, those individual moments maybe didn't define a game or didn't define the series. What do you think was some one of the performances that really defined a game or part of the series?
1: It has to be from today. It has to be a certain Bhuvaneshwar Kumar bowling performance today in a high-scoring game. More than 400 runs were scored in the game. And coming back with, with figures of 2 for 15 in 4 overs bowling in the death, bowling in the power play as well and picking up probably the two most crucial wickets and uh, having that wicket of Butler at the exact right time, because England were cruising at that moment of time, and having that wicket turn the game around, it has to be my best performance Yeah. What about yourself? For me
0: it would be Jofra Archer's 4 for 23 in the first T20 He got K.R. Rahul out for a duck
1: I believe there were a lot of ducks there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you got him out for a duck and then ripped through the lower middle order. So that Hardik Pandya kind of area of the Indian team. Um, I don't think it would have been a 2-2 showdown in the final game if it, uh, England lost that first game. I think uh, England had to win that first game. Even though they are a really good white ball side, it's one of those series pressure dynamics. And in India, we've seen time and time again that they can win under those pressure dynamics. Whereas with England... I think there's still some question marks over that. So I think it was really important they won that first T20.
1: True, especially with uh, the first couple of games we had crowd as well. And there was that home advantage with India. And uh, the way England has bowled in the power play in, the, in the all all four games, barring today's game, it was incredible.
0: Yeah, true. Uh, funny that you mentioned with the, the crowd there. The crowd not being there, but the latter half. So they were there when England won that first test. And in the test series... Um, at the end of the test series, I believe it was Ravi Shastri or, or Vidakoli, it was mm-hmm. either one of, one of them who explained how much the crowd being there in the later test lifted their performance because yeah. there was no crowds in the first test of the series. So it's interesting that now it, kind of the other dynamic happened where but it shows improvement. It shows a side that's willing to improve even when they're winning, finding ways mm-hmm. to make them win yeah. even more. Exactly. Yeah. But as always, nothing's perfect in paradise. Even if that paradise is the Narendra Modi Stadium in (laughs) Ahmedabad. Do you have anything you would change in the
1: Indian side? Um, I think India's top order needs a bit of clarification on on the batting order and the combination of the skills because uh, now they have recently changed the opening order and Kohli has said that he plans to open even in the IPL and uh, it, it gives the top of the order a bit more stability than... Them, i mean well, well rahul had a lot of ducks but still this combination i think works for kohli's batting as well and then who comes at 3 who comes at 4 i don't want punt at 4 especially uh, precisely by, by the fact that he's a better m- middle order player someone who can finish games at 5 um and ishan kishan and Suha Kumari, they both are doing well in their respective roles so maybe one of them goes at 3 but it's not clear yet and yeah. these five games were not enough and India is not playing any more T20s. There's nothing planned before the World Cup, apart from IPL, of course. So it's going to be interesting on which combination they go for initially.
0: Yeah. So just to be clear there, you're not saying that there needs to be clarification on which players, because the playing group is kind of settled Mm -hmm. now. It's more the position in which they're batting
1: yeah if rahul doesn't open i i don't see rahul making the side and if kohli opens and uh, there's no changing rohit sharma with the current form he is in and with what he has done in the past so in terms of the playing 11 i think it's pretty solid i think they have they're going to have 13 or 14 players fixed out of which they'll play the best 11 based on the day the pitch conditions is it a day night game is it a day game depending on all those things it's more the order and with it's mostly the top order because middle order is sorted with Hardik Pandya and one another all-rounder coming in later. It's more the top four, which might shuffle a bit.
0: Mm.
1: Would you change anything? Well, on the Indian
0: front, no. So I think by, by the last T20 and with the inclusion of Jadeja back from uh, injury, I think India will be one of the favourites coming into the World Cup coming up this year like you said Virat Kohli opening makes the most sense not only in his game plan but for the team mm. sake you can't really leave Virat Kohli out but what you can do is well you don't want to accommodate the team around a player but when that player is Virat Kohli there's a bit of room to move you know and opening versus batting at number three in a lot of situations in 210 cricket isn't actually that different one could say pretty much David Milan came out to open today because the score was none yeah. none for you know so oftentimes you might be none for one of two balls and then there's no difference you know so Virakoli has shown today as well that it's not just an experiment
1: he can do it which... we've seen that a lot in the test cricket as well Pujara opens the batting for India pretty much mm. especially when Shaw is playing
0: yeah yeah or yeah. <laughs> or recently a little bit of Gil. a little bit of Gil. little bit
1: of, L- well, of Gill Shaw yeah.
0: not too much Gill <laughs> another place where there's not too much Gill is in New Zealand because <laughs> they don't have any players named Gil. <laughs> <laughs> they do have it's a game against Bangladesh. It was an ODI game. It happened <laughs> overnight. Bangladesh uh, skittled cheaply. Perhaps you could tell a little, a little bit more about the numbers.
1: Well, the pick of the bowlers were, uh, was was Bolt. He picked up four for twenty seven of eight point five overs. Although it's Bangladesh, but it's still four wickets. Uh, there, there were there were players who didn't pick up any wicket, like Kyle Jamieson. How much did he get sold for in IPL? Uh,
0: 28 and a half million ah. Serbian dinars no, I think 2 million <laughs> US dollars something like that around the mark
1: interesting um, they were chasing 132 mm-hmm. and out of which Henry Nichols made a 49 not out too bad he couldn't get his 50 but New Zealand won by it's a by team game it's team game, it is so a team maybe game maybe he did Virat course. Kohli yeah, true. He, yeah. he is opening the batting for the team. Yes, for well, the team, as he <laughs> said. It's <laughs> for the team if I open the batting. Yes, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but New Zealand won by eight wickets. And what do you think about, about Bangladesh playing one-day internationals?
0: Well, you know, Bangladesh are always going to play one-day internationals. You know, I, well... might not strictly be true Uh, (laughs) they could drop off completely and lose their one-day status but that's i don't think that's going to happen what i do find perplexing a little bit is their ranking of seventh in odi's for the in the icc odi ranking Mm -hmm. so they're just below pakistan at six but they are above sri lanka and the west indies first of all sri lanka is above the west indies which (laughs) i also find shocking and i think this recent series has shown that that's simply not true Um, Also, these are the ICC rankings. Mm -hmm. They have David Milan as the number one T20 batter in the world. So there's always a hit or miss kind of aspect Mm -hmm. to it. But yeah, they're not the seventh best team in the world. They would be ninth or maybe even tenth with Mm -hmm. how Afghanistan is tracking who are currently sitting Mm -hmm. there. Speaking of Afghanistan, they had some T20s following their test series against Zimbabwe Mm -hmm. in the UAE. Once again, give us a little rundown of what happened in the series so far.
1: Um, Rehamanullah Gurbaz, who averaged thirty-eight with a strike rate of one fifty-four, was was a standout batsman for Afghanistan. He had a highest score of eighty-seven in the first T Twenty. And for Zimbabwe, it's it was Ryan Burl, who averaged forty with a strike rate of a handy one twenty, with a highest score of forty as well. And he was pretty handy with the with the, with the ball as well. He picked up two wickets at twenty-one point five with an economy of six point one four. He bowled seven overs. And being being a twenty-six year old and playing less than thirty games in all formats, I think I think he has a lot of a lot in the future.
0: Yeah, one of the well, not perhaps least inexperienced players in the Zimbabwe side, but definitely one of the lesser experienced players. And as you are, I'm excited to see his progression in the future. So Afghanistan clean swept that series 3 nil against Zimbabwe. To me, Zimbabwe seemed to have gone slightly backwards since the ODI series against Pakistan in late 2020s. That was in that October-November kind of time. Mm. And I was getting really excited about the Zimbabwe team, especially in that last, I believe it was the last ODI. It went down to Super Over and they won off the Super Over. That was an incredible game. I was listening to it while I was at work. It was, I I thought, wow, Zimbabwe coming back. But then my hopes have been shattered here in this Afghanistan-Zimbabwe sunshine abu dhabi t20 competition i believe that's the official (laughs) name for it to me it seems zimbabwe the longer the format the longer the format is the more competitive they are and although the results didn't show it in the recent test series they were they fought hard against afghanistan and Mm -hmm. afghanistan and the uae while it's not their home conditions that those tracks i believe would be more spin conducive than Definitely. Zimbabwe and yeah. Afghanistan, but the second test had Rashid Khan, who went on to take ten plus wickets, I believe, for the match. And they have a couple of nifty spinners as well. They're not, like I said, I believe in the previous show, they're not using their just their t twenty bowlers. They're using people who are also good first class bowlers. So that's why you don't see a Mujo, Mujib or Rahman in the team.
1: But yeah, uh, but talking about um, Rashid Khan, mm-hmm. I think he broke a, broke the record for bowling the most number of overs in a test match. Mm. I believe so. previous record was held by Shane Wan, I believe. Something like that, yeah. And I think he bowled more than 100 overs in this test match. Yeah, In the wow. last test match. In the second innings, he bowled more than 60 overs. Mm. And that's crazy. That, that Can you crazy. imagine doing that? Even as a spinner? Okay. As a pacer? No.
0: No, and myself as a spinner <laughs> neither. Although it feels like that in the net sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's where my shoulders feel. Well, we talked about the Indian men. and now it's time to talk about the Indian women's team who are currently hosting South Africa. They hosted them in an ODI series and they're currently hosting them in a T20 series. Can you tell us a bit about the recently concluded ODI series?
1: Well, the hosts wouldn't be very happy about the result. They lost 4-1 against South Africa in the ODIs. Although there were some tight games, but still South Africa, I think this is the best South African team they've ever had and they're very confident as well. And um, they did. They played very well, uh, and then now we have the T Twenty series going on. Out of which uh, South Africa women already first uh, won the first game, uh, which was uh, which happened today. Uh, was slightly close, but again South Africa outplayed Indian women and deserved to win.
0: It was close until about the third or fourth last over. Yeah, and then yeah. it kind of blew away, needing two of the last over. I think it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What did you think of Lizelle Lee?
1: Well, um, she she had a high score of one thirty two, which is which should be regarded as a very high score in women's cricket. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. so the highest for the series as well. Highest for the series for as sides. well.
1: Yeah, she had she uh, apart from that she also had two fifties, yeah. and with a strike rate of eighty six, she I think she she was the best bats batswoman in in the series by a margin. Um, in the 3rd odi i believe uh, it was it was the 3rd odi when she scored her third ton and she it's just 11 games that she's shy of playing 100 odis for south africa That's an
0: achievement,
1: by yeah exactly and she's definitely a stalwart of the si- south african side going into the future
0: and similarly i believe uh Rao did something similar
1: she also notched up her third ton, third ODI ton, but that was in the fourth ODI. Uh, the only ODI which India managed to win, I believe. And she, her career strike rate is 58, but in the series, she had a strike rate of 71, and I think uh, she's really reaping the benefits of having a higher strike rate so she can reach scores of uh, 100 in, a, in an ODI game, and uh, yeah, good future for her as well. Yeah. But talking about uh, batsma- Batswoman, what did the bowlers do?
0: Well, Julam Goswami, she was the pick of the bowlers. Uh, her 4 for 42 being the best of the series from both sides. And I'm going to throw a number at you now, Praswamy. Mm-hmm. I know that you love these segments. The number 3.5...
1: Bovinesh Kumar's economy today?
0: Close, but it's actually Julan Goswami's economy rate for the entire series. Mm. 3.51. Wow. Economy rates in uh, women's cricket are normally lower than the men's cricket. However, 3.5, when uh, compared to the other economy rates from the series, most of them were mid-fours. Mid uh, mid fours. Yeah. Uh, some of them were low-fives kind of area. To be run uh, less than that and over, that's a lot. You know, that's... If you were the only bowler for the entire innings, that would be 50 runs less. Yeah, You'd have to have uh, the chance. Especially
1: for an opening bowler.
0: Yeah, exactly. And with her, her twin, although not by birth or by looks or anything, uh, but by economy rate, her twin, <laughs> Shradi, Gayaquad, also had an economy rate of 3- 3.5. She also took eight wickets, but at a slightly more expensive 20 runs each. Nice. I don't know about you, but I am very much looking forward to these last two T20s between the Indian and South African women.
1: Same here. Are you also looking forward to training tomorrow? Yes. Just in case the coach is listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How would you fare if I asked you to throw a ball 100 metres right now?
0: For 100 metres? Yeah. That's like five pitches.
1: 50 metres.
0: <laughs> Direct hit. Could I? On, on with a bounce? Direct hit. Direct hit. Yes. What am I aiming at?
1: The keeper's hand, top of off. Keeper's hand. How, big, keep? how big is the keeper? Tommy Pacidoski. Oh, shit. <laughs> he might uh, drop it. He, he might Exactly. So, <laughs> what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: go- I'll take option C. I'm going to roll it underarm along the turf to, to help see, him. To ensure accuracy.
1: And him. to ensure that he catches it.
0: Or at least stops it. At least stops it. Perfect. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Make sure to give us a follow on the socials in the description and stay tuned for our news show, which is this, which comes out at the end of each week. Send us any questions you would like answered. You can do that via the YouTube comments down below or via our Instagram DMs at the third innings. My name has been Maxwell Charlesov, and alongside me, as always, has been Prasuk Jane. It's been a pleasure having your company and we will see you soon. Thank you.